Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by the co-directors, co-producers, and co-editors of this wonderful film called Something in the Dirt. That would be Justin Benson, as well as Aaron Moorhead. It is the story of Levi, a man who was snagged a no-lease apartment sight unseen in Hollywood Hills to crash while he ties up loose ends for his exodus from Los Angeles. He strikes up a rapport with his new neighbor, John, swapping stories like old friends, under the glowing, smoke-filled skies of the city. Great film called Something in the Dirt. We're joined today by the uh, producer, director, and co-editors of the film. That would be Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. To both of you, welcome to Film School. Welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you for having us back. Thank you so much. Uh, It's just uh, one of those films like The Endless, where it pulls you in through some vaguely defined force or something that's going on that's unexplainable pulls you into this story and you're in for the ride a little bit about the inspiration for where the film came from um Aaron I'll start with you it was a few months into the pandemic where at our company Rustic where we have a third producer uh, Dave Lawson we were discussing exactly how the company moves forward under these under the conditions that the world was in and uh and we realized that the protocols for making a film safely uh, initially were outpriced the budget range that we were able to make independent films in, uh, essentially made made what we'd done before more or less impossible uh, at the time. And so we thought, okay, it's time to go back to our roots and, and make something extraordinarily small under, still under COVID protocols. And that was where we thought, okay, it's time, time to go make a, a movie and it's not going to be purely a chamber piece like our first movie resolution but of course by necessity it does have to be a decent amount of two people talking in a room and so we we cobbled together actually I shouldn't say cobbled together it was actually it was pretty pretty well developed um, and streamlined but we we had all of these pitches that we'd done for haunted house movies over the last decade and they were always way too left of center for the person we were pitching them to and um, and so they ended up getting rejected but they were good ideas. So we, uh, we decided, you know what, these good ideas are actually something that we can turn into with our, uh, and shoot in our, our weird location and kind of build our own mythology around it. That was the original germ of an idea for making something in the dirt. Justin, there's so many different threads in the film. There's so many elements of stories that are developed over the course of the film. So how did you develop this script? Because there's a lot of elements in it. Yeah, so like Aaron was saying, there was about 13 years of, of of ideas that we'd been wanting to try. And then when we came up with the general premise for this movie, it was like, this is a good spot for all the, these things we've been knocking around for over a decade. Um, and then Aaron and I started these documents, uh, huge Google Docs, sending back and forth to each other, just brainstorms and, and um, what we would want our characters to be that we were playing. Um, a lot of the inspiration behind the formation of Levi and John was inspired by the idea of we just wanted to be these two characters that were so wildly different than who we were that we wouldn't feel self-conscious about their flaws because no one would ever 
would ever guess that we were actually these guys in real life at all. However, there is this weird thing where it's like we say that, but then we also used our own childhood footage to form these two guys throughout the movie and to show their history, their individual histories. So it's always interesting to say like, yes, it is true. These guys might be the opposite of who we are in real life. However, we do now share their childhoods, which is, which is strange. And, um, but yeah, but beyond that, beyond the brainstorming and Google docs and the 13 years of development of ideas, you know, it's just probably a few months collectively, maybe in, in a room sitting in front of a word processor with drafts going back and forth between, between Aaron and I, it's a weird thing we realized in our work that it's not the same for everybody, but for us, it's like, yeah, what we shoot is far from our first draft. It, it is, it has gone through our own little weird form of development, but there's a point where you start overdeveloping something and the quality starts going mm -hmm. down and you'll never know why, and you'll never know what you lost. You'll just know that you, you spend a little too much time whittling, you whittle it into kind of nothing. It's such a weird thing that, yeah. it's, that the fact that we don't know why, that's mm -hmm. the weirdest part. We think that everything we're doing is good where you know, the note comes in of, of like, well, what if they did this? Or, oh, I'm not sure about this. And and note might be correct uh, at some point, but you don't know when it is and when it's not. Yeah, it is weird. It's almost mm -hmm. just like, just add enough time and enough notes, no matter how well-intentioned. Yeah, you'll just end and up, just, something, yeah, end up like something bland. Yeah, weird. Well, some of that has to do, you've been working together for how many years now? 12, 13, you said 13 years developing this, yeah. been working together. You, and were you always going to star in it? Were you, were you always, was it always the intent that you guys would be the, the leads in it? Yes. Yeah. It was, we were going to be the leads. Uh, one, because we just really wanted to, it was, it was a, as much of a desire for us to be in the film as it was to make a film. But, um, but also it was part of the production method that we had designed to work within for COVID. But, it, but were we making this movie without without uh, being under full lockdown conditions, we still would have been in the movie. You work very well off of each other in the film. The way that you meet, the way that your relationship unfolds is awkward. But at the same time, all of the things that the characters are going through work well in furthering this kind of idea of this, this power beyond our own ability to understand the world around us and all of the different ways in which, particularly in Los Angeles and particularly in this part of, of, of LA, there's been a pretty healthy amount of, of that um, going on for many years. I worked, uh, I lived right near JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, cool. Jack Perkins and or Parsons, pardon me, Jack Parsons and Devil's Gate Dam, and there's just a lot of things going. You've got Scientology. You've got a lot of things that are in this kind of spiritual, scientific-based vibe, if you will. If, if, is that a fair way? Am I characterizing it correctly? Um, yeah, no, it totally does. We, and with, with, with the Jack Parsons reference in the movie, that was an attempt to, I don't know, figure out a way to bring in historically accurate Western hermeticism into the world of Los Angeles, which actually is like not very, obviously not very common. It's not, every, a lot of people do know the Jack Parsons story. It's fascinating. It is. Cameron are like absolutely fascinating people. But in terms of the legacy of, I guess, again, what you call 
Western Hermeticism or that, that realm of the occult or groups that kind of started in London in the modern age, more things like the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. That was the closest we could find in Los Angeles. There is later, once you get into the 60s, obviously, we were talking about it earlier, when Jack Parsons passed away, Marjorie Cameron kind of carries the torch of that into um, the psychedelic 60s with uh, the Kenneth Anger crew and, and making those experimental films and all of that. And her turning up in a very strange cameo in Night Tide starring Dennis Hopper, which is really surreal to see. But, um, but other than that, like we just said, there's like, there's not a whole whole lot but what is there is very very interesting you should say devil's dam is that the, the devil's gate uh devil's, yeah, gate, devil's gate right yeah. tell us the story behind devil's gate again is this where that's right that's in pasadena it's literally right. next to jpl one of the right. reasons that people think jpl ended up where it was because parsons wanted it there because there's a rock formation that looks like the devil's face right within a couple of hundred yards of jpl yeah. there's so much just in sort of uh, in the ether of, of growing up in that area, not only Scientology, but we had this, in fact, I used to go to a meeting, something called Mind Psygenics, which was put together by this woman named Helen Banks. My mom got into it, so she kind of dragged us into it. And my spirit animal was a coyote, believe it or not. I swear that's what they told me it was. So it's just all this stuff when I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, oh, this is so familiar and yet so well done i gotta tell you it's just a fantastic film to just sort of throw yourself into and let it it's a film i think you can overthink while you're watching and i think you just have to let it wash over you when you're watching it that's the thing i appreciate about it. just go with it it's the river flowing downstream just go with it and i just thought you did a great job of pulling us down that river thank you it, it was a it was definitely a, a lot of the early conversations about you know, are people even going to understand what our, our characters are talking about? Because of course, you're when you when you monologue information, it's something that, as you say, it can just wash over you. And the theory that we we tested and we think pretty successfully with the film is it's okay if people don't grasp every syllable of every word and and apply it into a mythology, as long as two things. One. Uh, less importantly, but importantly, is you believe that the filmmakers are know it that, yeah. that you don't think it's just random. You you believe it's like okay, there is there is something I'm not grasping completely here, but I believe that there is a logical thread. It's not just it's not just scattershot. And then two, more importantly, is that you care about the characters and, and that they believe it and that they understand it and that they're acting logically within it. And um, and so the the. Uh, the mania behind the the amount of information that the film has in it is uh, is reflective of the theme, of course. Is, yeah. is this kind of like an avalanche of info and and theory and and fun, really? It's um, it's just fun. It yeah. really is fun to just and the introduction of mathematics and electromagnetic fields and all of the things that are believable and known. I didn't know about irrational numbers. I, there's a lot of things in the film that I had, were new to me, but it all flowed in a way that even though these two guys were rather unstable, maybe that's not the right word to use, but they certainly were, what is the right word for those for the two of them? They were willing to take these chances. Both of them seem set up from their backstories to be prepared to do what they do in the film. I think that's what, what matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Well, my congratulations to you. I really and thoroughly enjoyed it. I will, I'm, like I said to you, I think people are going to want to watch this more than once. It's one of those films. Very well done. Uh, my my best to you. My best to you. You keep making these movies and hopefully, hopefully you'll come back and 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 join us again. The the film is called Something in the Dirt. We've been talking to the co-directors, co-producers, and co-editors of the film, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. All the very best. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.